Blog Talk Radio. Turnbuckle Turmoil fans, welcome to the show here on a Buddha special today. We are here because there is an upcoming event you most definitely want to know about, and if you're in the area, attend, that being the return show of World's Finest Wrestling. That will be in Greenfield, Indiana at the Upstart Gym on the 6th of June, which is a Sunday, and here to tell us about the show and how you can support it and follow it, promoter extraordinaire, Keith Miller. Keith, welcome back to the show. It's been a while. Glad to have you back here. Yeah, thanks. It's good to be back. Definitely. This is probably my favorite podcast to do, so I appreciate oh, you having appreciate me. appreciate that. Now, like I said, this is the comeback show. It has been a while since... World's Finest Wrestling has ran a, a live show on a regular basis. Uh, you actually stepped away from the business for a while during the interim and have returned to it. So it's kind of a fresh start all the way around. What made June 6th the date you had in mind to make the return? Was there a specific a reason for when you were coming back? Is it just because things seem safer, or is there a, a different reason? What was the deal on why the comeback at this point? Well, um, that whole thing is pretty pretty interesting, honestly. Uh, Tim Cecil contacted me. Um, we were just kind of talking back and forth, and he asked me if I ever thought about um, getting back into the business because uh, I was kind of in a better place than I was when I stepped away and I actually had been thinking about it. So he asked me if uh, I want to do some joint events with his company, uh, Zabatis pro wrestling. And um, that seemed like a pretty, pretty good way to ease myself back into it. So I said, yes. And uh, the first event was really, really successful. Um, the second of, we sold out on the first one, uh, the second one, we we were running at the same time as Sickness Cup and uh, the Square Circle Expo, so uh, the fans were were not really there for that event. But the wrestling was amazing. Like we had some really really great matches that we're gonna get out on IWTV. Um, Ace Perry and Matt Brannigan and uh, Jordan Die and Aaron Atlas and then uh, Crosshairs Kelly and um, Pat the Bruiser and Bold and the Beautiful. And it was some really really good stuff. Uh, Remington Roar was on the event as well. And uh, I, the fans are going to get to see that regardless of whether they attended or not. So we had another event scheduled, and it was going to be actually a private event um, with attached to a Dan Severn seminar. It wasn't going to be open to the fans. Um, but Tim's wife broke her foot and was put on bed rest. So Tim had to cancel his half of the event, which was the seminar – and uh, the ZPW matches. So 
I didn't want to have to cancel on my guys. I mean, I've got people coming from Pittsburgh and uh, and three you know three weeks away from the June sixth, I was just like, you know, people are getting vaccinated, things seem safer. Um, I think we can open this up to the fans. So we decided um, the capacity of the Upstart Pro Garage is is 55 fans, so it's not going to be a gigantic crowd anyway. We were doing 25 when we were uh, when we were doing the joint shows, but we're going to go ahead and open it up to to the 55 seats and uh, um, just go for it. I mean, I I rounded out the card with a couple of guys. Uh, because we were supposed to do a couple interpromotional matches, so I grabbed a couple extra guys, and uh, we've got five matches announced. We're gonna have a couple surprises. Uh, one of the surprises I'm gonna announce today, actually. So hopefully people are tuning in to hear that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it seems uh, my job. I work in a at a plant, and my my other job, other than promoting wrestling, and uh, they have uh, lifted all the uh, COVID restrictions. And it really does seem like things are getting safer and people are getting vaccinated and doing what they need to do. And uh, it just seems like uh, I didn't have a lot of time to promote the event, but it seems like good timing to go ahead and and do this. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. It seems like there's a lot of buzz for this. Uh, I've seen a lot of people online talking about it. It seems like everyone is excited to get going again, and it's going to be – fun to see not only world's finest come back but teaming up with upstart so you're getting kind of a co-promotional good feelings right out of the gate uh yeah absolutely i know one of the matches that uh, i believe has been announced uh ava lee is in a match and it is an intergender match do you want to tell us about What's going on with that match that has people talking? Sure, yeah. Um, so originally it was supposed to be uh, Skylar O'Ryan and Ava Lee, but she had to pull out for personal reasons. Um, and uh, Phoenix Kid was going to be in the area. So uh, Ava Lee and Phoenix Kid actually really want to beat each other up. So I'm all for it. So, so uh, yeah, we put the match together. This is the first, um, other than some tag matches that Randy West was in, this is the first one-on-one intergender match that World's Finest Wrestling has ever had. Um, Phoenix Kid is a really, really well-traveled wrestler. He's wrestled all over the country, and uh, he's, he's gaining a lot of momentum, and he's really popular. Ava Lee uh, is pretty much Indiana-based, but she's getting a pretty good following behind her, too. Um, the last event, she was hanging out with the Black Cube Society a lot, so I'm wondering where that's going. Um, so yeah, I mean we'll see, we'll see what happens when the two of them get in there. I know that Ava Lee, um, she's got a, a reputation as a party girl, and the Phoenix Kid is a little more serious. So we'll just see how it goes, I guess. Should be exciting though. Absolutely. I have worked with Phoenix Kid multiple times, many, many times over several different promotions in a few different states. So I can verify that he is not only well-traveled, but a great, great talent in the ring. I think you're going to have an exciting match there. But just in case you were wondering, the Phoenix Kid 
not from Arizona, surprisingly enough. <laughs> right. Yeah, he's based out of Texas now. Um, wasn't he originally out, out near you, or where was he? Originally, was he, he originally? was out of Alaska. He trained up in Alaska, wow. and that's where he started his career before uh, coming down and working more and more states. And he was then based in Texas, and I believe he very, very recently relocated to Colorado. He likes to travel. Oh, okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, when WFW was kind of in its infancy, he was supporting us a lot, and he really wanted to uh, to come out and work with us, but we couldn't um, we couldn't work out the logistics of it as far as flights and all that sort of thing. But uh, I'm really glad he's going to be in the area, and it's this spot's opened up because I I enjoy his work, and um, I don't know how much Abel Lee's going to enjoy it, but. <laughs> But uh, it, like like I said, it should be exciting. It's our first ever intergender one-on-one match. Well, so I'm I'm excited to see how it works how it works out. I will be interested from afar as well. I think that's going to be a good one. Phoenix Kid, no stranger to intergender matches, and Ava Lee, I believe, is going to hang with him or knock him out and then stand above him. Either way. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, she does have some pretty vicious strikes, but so does he. So yes, he does. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see for sure. Um, but yeah, there's we, uh, also an interesting okay. thing happening here. Uh, it was announced that uh, you're going to have a little uh, segment here with one of the referees, I believe. I believe that um, uh, JB Stewart is making a return. And right. he's going to be involved in something. Can you tell us about what's going on with him? Sure, yeah. So, um, basically, Alexander Smith um, is our assistant commissioner. He's also a referee for several promotions in the area. Um, and he he actually went down for WrestleMania weekend and did some ref in, in Florida. So, um, but he's our assistant commissioner. And he has an association with the runway. And this is where I believe all of this stems from. But, you know, sometimes I don't understand what's going on inside of his head, to be completely honest. Um, Zodiac and uh, Satu Jin were defending the WFW tag team titles against the Black Cube Society. Alexander came out and uh, kicked J.B. Stewart out of the ring, um, smacked him in the face, and took over ref in that match and was a pretty big part of black cube society defeating Zodiac and Satu. I mean, I can honestly think that I don't think the black cube would have won to be completely honest. If, if Alexander wasn't the ref. So I feel like he had a plan. Um, I'm not really sure where this is going, but it's got to tie in with the runway somehow. And, uh, after that, he suspended J.B. Stewart for being insubordinate and not just getting out of the ring. Um, so now J.B.'s back, and he's going to ref, and that's fine. But Alexander has said that he wants to welcome him back. And like I said, I don't really understand everything that goes on in Alexander Smith's head. But it should be interesting because J.B.'s already stood up to him once. Um, I, feel like, I feel like Alexander might have an agenda in wanting to welcome him back. So I guess we'll just see how it all plays out. Um, 
I don't know what's gotten into him lately, honestly. At the last joint event, he tried to uh, he tried to ref the match between Warhaus and Bold and the Beautiful, and I came out and put a stop to it because I saw what happened last time. He went to kick uh, Matthew King out of the out of the uh, spot as the ref and tried to take over once again, but I put a stop to it and uh, Matt ref ref that match and Warhaus came out on top. So. Yeah, I don't know. We'll just see how it plays out, I guess. Uh, J.B. Stewart, for our fans that aren't familiar, is uh, still very, very young in the business and Indeed. in life. He's uh, under 18 years of age at this point, although he is second generation in this business. He's been around the business his entire life, but still a young man. You have Alexander yeah. Smith, who's got years on him both business-wise and life experience-wise, how concerning is it to you as a promoter knowing that your assistant commissioner is possibly luring this young kid into some type of situation where he can take advantage of him? I know officials not known for their fighting prowess what are you yeah, as a promoter kind of expecting to, to have happen? It seems like a potentially dangerous situation for poor J.B. Stewart, who is a very, very good referee. Yeah, indeed it does. I mean, um, J.B. is almost 18. He is, he'll be turning 18 very soon, so there is that. Um, but he, he – I, I really don't know. I know that his, his father – you mentioned he's a second-generation wrestler. His father, Damian Cole – will actually be at the event. He's already mentioned that he's going to be there um, to keep an eye on things. And on top of that, um, JB has height and weight on Alexander. I think the only thing that Alexander has is ego and uh, age on him, honestly. Um, And there has been some pictures posted online of uh, JB training, um, at the New Wave Pro, or not New Wave, I'm sorry, the New Era Wrestling Academy. Um, he actually did some training with our champion, Cutthroat Jordan Dye. Um, so I think that Alexander Smith might be underestimating JB a little bit. I personally am hoping it doesn't get physical. I don't exactly know, I mean, but a welcome back in pro wrestling. <laughs> you know, you know how those things tend to go, but... uh We'll be keeping an eye on it for sure, and uh, hopefully, hopefully nothing gets too explosive. But we'll we'll be watching out for it for sure. Definitely a situation to keep an eye on as that gets kind of more and more interesting as we head into June sixth. Absolutely, yeah. They've been going back and forth online too. There's definitely uh, definitely some tension there, so. I, I have noticed we'll see. that. We'll see how it plays out. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely a lot of uh, a lot of back and forth between the two of them, and that's when Damian Cole stepped in and said that he was going to be there. And uh, DC and I have actually uh, had some conversations on the uh, on the phone um, about the situation, and we're both we're both going to be keeping an eye on it for sure. So. I've known Damian Cole a very long time. And I know he would not hesitate 
if he were to see someone try to take advantage of his son, but you also have to wonder, is it potentially a setup for Damian Cole? Are they maybe in-game looking to do something to Damian Cole and they're using the sun to get to him? Lots of layers to unravel for this, so I will keep my yeah, eye absolutely. on that very closely. Absolutely. Yeah, everyone should. I mean, Damian Cole's been one of our top wrestlers. Um, he was our first Heritage champion, and then he uh, had to give the title up because of an injury. Um, and as soon as he came back, he was right back in the title picture. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, if they take Damian Cole out, then that's a big feather in Alexander Smith's cap. But I just don't really – he's the assistant commissioner. He's supposed to be assisting – with rules and regulations and and keeping shenanigans off the events. So it seems almost like he's creating shenanigans. And I'm, that's something that myself and JT Branham are going to have to look at eventually, honestly, and just uh, we may remove Alexander Smith from from his position. Who knows? I mean, it depends on how far out of hand this whole thing gets. But I also believe um, – as an owner that sometimes things need to be worked out amongst, amongst the employees. So we'll just keep an eye on it and, uh, and see how it goes. There's no better commissioner in Midwest professional wrestling than JT Branham. So if anyone can keep things in line, it would be him. He's got extreme amounts of experience as a commissioner for, several different companies and he's been around for a long long time he understands the business and what can happen he yeah, absolutely i oh go ahead i'm sorry oh, go ahead i was just going to say i'm actually setting jt branham in place to be a moderator too for that um meeting between the two of them it's it's not just going to be them in the ring face to face i want to make sure that there's someone in there with a cool head who can make sure things don't escalate too far so so he'll be there he'll be there as well okay I'll just you might mention to it if anyone lays their hands on JT Branham I'm coming over there and I'm gonna lay hands on them I will let them know all right JT Branham abuse around here absolutely not the last the last thing I knew someone uh someone super kicked JT in the face I don't know if he's been uh been touched since then, and that was years ago. But, but yeah, putting your hands on JT Branham is definitely, definitely not permitted. So that's suspensions and fines, and possibly getting fired and sign guy. So, yeah, it is. Now you've mentioned your uh, champion uh, Jordan Die. He's one of the more, in my opinion, underrated talents in the Midwest right now. Not a lot of people bring him up in the conversations of people that are sort of leading the charge of independent pro wrestling in the Midwest right now, but he is definitely right there with those guys. And he might get overlooked a little bit, but I think he's doing a great job so far in his career. He will be defending the championship in the main event. What can you tell us about what is going on with the championship picture there? Okay, well, first of all, I just want to say uh, when Jordan Die first started working for us, he was working for a lot of smaller 
independent promotions in Ohio and Southern Indiana, and not a lot of people knew who he was. Um, and he came in and he really proved himself against some of the wrestlers in the country, honestly, and not just not just in this area, but he was in there with with some of the some of the best wrestlers that step foot in the ring period. And I think he's starting to get attention now. I think the hard work that he put in uh, with us and with other promotions and during the pandemic um, has really, really helped him gain attention. Um, one of the things that, that this whole reset has done is it's allowed us to, um, to sort of play around with our title picture a little bit. Um, Eric Dillinger is, is red hot right now. Um, and I actually met him when he came in to work out at our, at the old WFW arena. And, um, we were planning on bringing him in, but then, but then the pandemic happened. So we had to cancel events and, and all that sort of thing. But, um, during that time, since, since I met him, he has just exploded and become one of the top guys in the area. So rather than just bring him in and have him work his way up and whatever, because I do pay attention to what's happening in the Midwest in general, not just at WFW, his first match in, he's coming in and he's getting a title match. Um, and honestly, I think that thing is going to be brutal. And uh, I think that Jordan Dye and Eric Dillinger are going to beat the heck out of each other. And it's going to be an exciting match for the fans. And honestly, I, I'm I'm glad that that people like Eric Dillinger can come in and get opportunities, um, because that's what we want to do in WFW. Eventually, obviously, the whole roster will get reset and we'll get to uh, we'll get to working your way up and and that sort of thing. But for right now, we don't really have a top contender. That's why um, Matt Brannigan has wrestled Jordan and uh, Aaron Atlas has wrestled Jordan. And Matt Brannigan was wrestling in tag team matches with, for us before, before all this happened. And Aaron Atlas had just made his debut the the, the, mat, the show before, but um, but the way things are kind of scrambled around, I think that just given the top talent around the area shots at, at Wade right or Jordan right, Jordan right now. Sorry, I called him Wade. <laughs> this is old uh, old name. Uh, I think that that's the right thing to do right now is to just give the top guys around shots at, at Jordan and see if they can win the belt. Now, obviously, with the roster you've assembled, and especially this being the comeback show, the title scene is going to be hotly contested, I think. I think you're going to have Absolutely. a lot of people coming after that title. Absolutely. What do you, yeah. as the promoter, and maybe JT Branham as a commissioner, have on your mind when you're trying to come up with number one contenders? What are you looking at for the people that are going to challenge for that title? Well, um, honestly, because like, WFW has been shut down for over a year, um, I'm really looking at what they've done during that time. Um, and if they're going to be a quality challenger, um, it, like I said, until we get our stuff established again and, uh, set a solid roster, because right now, I mean, we're basically doing half events 
um, this was supposed to be half an event that I had to kind of flesh out. Um, we're planning on making a full comeback in August with a with a with a with an event that's actually set up and ready to be an event. Um, I think that we've all pulled together and put together a, a really really great card um, that for ten dollars. I mean, there's no there's no beating that in entertainment. Um, but yeah, for right now, what we're looking at is is what people have done in the last year and a half. Um, and whether or not they can be a solid challenger, solid contender, possible champion, because anybody who steps foot in the ring with Jordan could take that belt and then they're our champion. So they have to be someone who can represent the company should they win. Um, and Jordan actually, believe it or not, like he might just be getting known around, um, the independent wrestling circles, but in the, in the in the industry, there are a lot of guys who are chomping at the bit to wrestle him. So I actually get uh, whether he's the champion or not. I get messages constantly from guys who who want to get in there with Jordan, even if it's a non-title match. Aaron Atlas's match was supposed to be a non-title match, and Jordan said he doesn't do non-title matches and gave him a title shot. So, um, so there's a lot of guys who want to test their skills against Jordan Die, which is awesome to have a champion that. Uh, that not only is open to wrestling anybody, but uh, who a lot of guys want to get in the ring with. So, yeah, to answer your question, though, we look at um, right now, we're looking at how they've been performing over the last year and a half and what they could bring to the company should they win the championship. So, uh, You said you had a few matches that uh, are on the books that we can discuss. What are some of the yeah. matches that we haven't talked about already that fans are going to be able to see on the 6th of June on a Sunday afternoon? Okay, well, two of – this this one hasn't been announced yet. We're actually going to throw this up on Facebook and, and whatnot after this conversation. But two of the best young wrestlers in the business right now um, are going to be wrestling each other. This is kind of the surprise match, um, and it's going to be Chase Gold out of Pittsburgh, the best-smelling man in wrestling. Um, and if you've watched his stuff, he's great uh, chain wrestler. He's highly entertaining, um, and uh, he's coming down from Pittsburgh, and he is going to be wrestling Riley Rose out of Ohio, who's really been making a name for himself in the area lately. And I think that that's going to be something – that's going to be an exciting – way to to start the event um that's going to be opening the show up at 4 30 so get there get get to the event early because you're not going to want to miss that one um and we've also got mitchell taylor who won our uh heritage title in a four-way because um paragon had to uh had to give up the belt because he couldn't be at our event because of prior commitments and the part of the uh part of the stipulation with ZPW because it was called the showcase of champions was that all the WFW matches had to be title matches. So originally Paragon, it was going to be a five way fray and Paragon would have been in that match. But since he couldn't be there, we threw the heritage title up for grabs and Mitchell Taylor won the event or won the match. So he's going to be defending against BA Bundy who is also not a very popular man, but who loves money. 
So he is going to be coming from Ohio um, to try to take the title and earn some extra cash. And Mitchell Taylor is just going to continue to try. He hasn't lost in WFW yet. And he holds titles all over Indiana. I mean, he just collects championships. So he's going to try to keep keep a hold of this one. And um, that should be a hard-hitting, uh, really good match. Let's see, what else do we got going on? We've got the runway coming back for the tag titles. Or not the tag titles, but a tag team match against the Bitcoin boys. Um, and the Bitcoin boys have, have really gotten hot, too. They're very exciting, high-flying. Um, the fans seem to really, really enjoy them. Uh, runway is more of a vicious um, technical wrestling uh, tag team, but they they cheat. I mean, they and they were going to have Alexander Smith in their corner, so that's going to be something to watch out for. Um, they actually were at Effie's event for WrestleMania, and they've been on several uh, Stan Styles intergender bonanzas, and um, they have really, really, really gotten hot. Uh, but they are one of our one of one of my favorite talents to book. Um, they connect with the fans really, really well, and they work really, really hard. Even though sometimes they find sneaky ways to do it. So uh, the Bitcoin Boys are going to be making their debut. The Runway is sort of familiar with WFW fans, but um, I'm really, really, really looking forward to that event, that match. I think that that match could. Uh, it's a sleeper for match of the night, honestly. Um, so yeah, that's that's what we've got going on on Sunday. Um, Damian Michael Cole will be there, so we'll see what happens with DC. Um, but yeah, that's that's it. We've got six matches. We've got one segment announced. Um, there may be more surprises. You never know in pro wrestling. So uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. And I really, really hope that everybody comes out and uh, supports us. So, I think so. I think fans are ready to come back to pro wrestling on a wider scale. Um, out in Indiana, there has been wrestling the biggest part of the pandemic era. Um, a lot of promotions ran. It depended on which particular county it was as to if wrestling was allowed or not, but there was still wrestling going on. So a lot of the wrestlers in your area have been able to work shows if they chose to do so during this era. A lot of places that are starting to open up didn't really have uh, places for guys to go and work. Uh, It was not allowed. Uh, Some places still have not had wrestling in front of fans yet. Some have not had wrestling just in general since the pandemic hit. As far as that goes, do you think that you're going to be in a slight advantage since a lot of your guys have been able to uh, work regularly this whole time leading up to the return of WFW, or do you think that there's still going to be a little bit of a – uh, lag as far as uh, what fans can expect from the wrestlers because you're easing back into things after a layoff here. No, honestly, I think that um, I think that the fact that Indiana allowed events uh, with 50 or under or with social distancing, um, 
I mean, like I said, I was able to watch guys continue to grow and uh, continue to improve and make names for themselves even during this pandemic. Um, and as far as I know, in Indiana, there was only – well, at least in my area, uh, there was only one uh, instance where, where COVID affected a wrestling event. Um, that's the only one that I heard about. So it seems like people did a pretty good job of keeping safe. And, um, yeah, no, honestly, I think that, that the fact that the guys and girls have been able to, to continue wrestling and continue to get out there um, – there, you're not going to see a lot of ring rust. That's for sure. You're going to see, uh, you're going to see, um, I, I'm thinking the same action that you saw before, before we shut down. So I know that Jordan has been, I know that, sorry, that was my son. I know that Jordan's been wrestling the entire time, um, and continue to improve. I know that Eric has been wrestling the entire time. He's been out at new wave pro and, uh, ARW, so yeah, I think most of these most of these uh wrestlers on the card have still been putting in work and still been improving and uh I don't think ring rust is going to be an a, an issue at all. So And honestly, even the people who who couldn't get in the ring and perform in front of fans were still getting out there and um training and and uh having empty arena matches and just do whatever they could to stay sharp because uh, over a year layoff is a long time. But like you said, in Indiana, wrestling never really went away. Um, it just had to scale back. Now, of course, like you said, you were in a, kind of a spot where you stepped away from the business for a while and mm-hmm. A lot of times that gives a fresh perspective on things. You're kind of disassociated, so you see things with a little bit clearer vision a lot of times. What do you think taking time away from the business in general will bring to the table for you having had that fresh perspective and having had a little bit of time away to kind of look at things a little more objectively? Sure. Well, um, there was people in the business who I stayed in touch with. Uh, you, you were one of them, so you sort of saw uh, some of the personal things that I was dealing with. So I wasn't really – wrestling wasn't really something that I was considering at all uh, for the first part of, of my time away. Um, but I'm a really creative person, and I saw all these exciting things happening, and I saw people who um, – who I believe in excelling and I, I don't know. I just wanted to bring WFW back and give these people another place to showcase their talents. And the fact that it coincided sort of with the pandemic decreasing um, was a coincidence, but it's a good coincidence. Uh, I don't know. I can't say that my vision has changed that much. I really just want to present, good wrestling um i grew up watching uh the 70s 80s and early 90s and that's my template for uh for putting on events so i try to book wrestlers who who can connect with the crowd and who 
will beat each other up. I mean, that's, that's what I'm looking for. And that's what you can expect when you come to a WFW event. It's always hard hitting. Uh, there's always action all the time, constant action. You don't get, um, you don't get a lot of breaks <laughs> when you come to one of our events. It's, it's, it's full speed ahead. So I don't really think that's changed. Um, if anything, what's changed is, is that I've gotten a clearer perspective on what kind of people I want to surround myself with, um, which is people who, who are pushing each other to be better. Um, I don't want selfishness. Um, I don't want people with hidden agendas. I just want good, solid teamwork and pro wrestling. And um, I think that that makes for an event that is overall better um, than than an event where you have to worry about about miscellaneous things that don't matter. <laughs> so, so yeah, um, I don't I don't know if I answered your question well, but that's uh, my my creative vision is the same. Um, I'm just uh, continuing to surround myself with good people, and um, and yeah, that's that's it. That's yeah. In other words, you're trying to cut out the indie shenanigans. That is, yes, yes, the indie shenanigans, professionalism. We need professionalism in professional wrestling. So, so yeah, that's yeah. So that's what I'm that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to bring, and fun. I want I want our events to be fun. Um, I want the fans to leave saying that was the the most fun I've had all month. And, uh, and yeah, that's, that's it. I just want good, fun, solid pro wrestling. Um, and I think I've done a good job in the past of, of providing that. Um, I think I've sharpened my focus and it's, it's going to get even better from here. So, so yeah. Now for the yeah. people that are within our business that might be listening to this and are looking at, the 6th of June and trying to keep an eye on what's happening with world's finest wrestling as well as upstart wrestling. If they're interested in being considered when things kick off in August for the full time comeback, how would they go about trying to get you to book them on the show or at least uh, make an offer to you to be looked at to come to their show? Well, honestly, the best thing to do um, is to come talk to me. That's 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 really the best thing. I know that that isn't always possible, but um, if you can come to an event and uh, and tell me that you're interested and I can make that connection, then that that really helps. Um, the other thing is uh, messaging the WFW page doesn't always work because those messages don't stay fresh in my mind. Um, that's really more for the fans to, to get caught up on WFW events um, and things like that. Message me personally, Keith P. Miller. I'm on Facebook. I've been on there for 100 years. So so just uh, I actually think since like 2007, I think I've had a Facebook page. But, um, but yeah, just message me on Facebook, Keith P. Miller. Um, send me a match that is 10 minutes or less. Uh, make sure that it has uh, your entrance because that's important. Um, if you've got references, especially if it's guys who 
who are already on our roster that can vouch for you, let me know who they are. Um, be polite. Don't send me a form letter. Don't, uh, I mean, yeah, that's, and I mean, a resume is fine, which I suppose that's a form of a form letter, but honestly, I'd rather just, just have a conversation with you and see what kind of a person you are and see if you're someone who, uh, whose skills and personality matches what we want to do. So that's pretty much, that's pretty much it. And that's why face to face is better. Like, um, there's a young man named DJ Cook who was trained by Carlton Kaz. Um, and he showed up during, uh, I can't remember if it was our Raven event or if it was our Somewhere in Time event, but both of those events were packed. Like, we had so many people there. Um, he asked me if, uh, he asked me if, if there was anything he could do. And I told him, uh, you know, help set up chairs and get the, get the building ready and then get with me later on. The concession stand was swamped, and he stepped in and started serving concessions without me ever talking to him, without me ever saying a word. Um, and I'm bringing DJ Cook in. Uh, we haven't really talked about it, but in my mind, he will be at a WFW event performing. Um, and that's, that's the kind of thing that sticks out. Um, I also had – I'm not going to mention names – but one of the bigger names in the Midwest was on his way to Indianapolis when his event got canceled. He showed up and he said, Hey, um, I'm here to help anything that you need from me. I'll do it. Uh, just let me know what you need. And I was like, cool. Uh, so the fans were filing in and we sort of had a, a pretty decent crowd going already. So I wanted to throw a pre-show match out there and we had pe extra people in the locker room. Um, I went to the extra guys and I said, Hey, we're going to put together a, three, a pre show. Um, if anybody wants to get in there and wrestle tonight, I'll, I'll watch the match and we'll, uh, we'll go from there. And, um, they ended up, uh, the, the, the younger guys all wrestled. And I think out of the six, seven, eight, out of the eight people who performed that night, six of them became permanent roster members. The, the bigger star um, sat in the crowd with his girlfriend and did not do anything. I asked him if he would uh, keep an eye on the back door because fans were sneaking in and out. And he was like, oh, yeah, I'll do that. I figured he could at least do that. He was in a chair. Dever never even looked at the door. Um, and Apollo had come to me that night and said, hey, man, you've got blah, 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 just sitting out in your crowd. You should see if he wants to, wants to wrestle. I said, I did. And uh, he's just sitting in a chair. So, so um, that kind of thing, I mean, and this guy is legitimately one of the best wrestlers in the area. Um, but I will never use him. He will never be booked on a WFW event. Whereas this kid who came in and showed a great attitude and who looks awesome and jumped right in and helped um, is going to work for us all the time you know, once, once we have a spot open up. So, so yeah, I mean, that, that kind of stuff. What you do in front of me tells me a lot more about it than a video and a, and a message. So, yeah, come out and have a good attitude and, uh, and show me that you want to work. So. Well, 
I will send the Phoenix Kid over to you on the 6th of June because I, I will be on my way back from Gallagher, North Carolina. I don't think I can stop in, but Phoenix Kid is familiar with my work. Just, just yeah, in case I, mean, I find myself there. Yeah, sign guy, if you're ever in the area, you already know. I'll I'll have something for you. Just let me know I when you're around. That. I definitely appreciate Absolutely. that, and... I would welcome the chance to come work for you. But uh, we got a few minutes left on the show, and I want to make sure we get everything out there to the fans that they need to know okay. in order to be aware of what's going on with World's Finest Wrestling and to be able to be prepared when they walk through the doors at the Upstart Garage there in Greenfield on the 6th. So, why don't you run down all of the pertinent information on that show so fans are ready for it? All right. So the um, the event is called uh, World's Finest Wrestling Presents Wanted. You can search that on Facebook, and there is a public event that you can uh, join, and uh, all the information is on there as far as the match rundowns and uh, – and we'll be starting up at 4.30, doors open at 3.30. Uh, we're hoping to be wrapped up by 7. My shows usually end on time, so shouldn't be much of a problem there. Um, the tickets are only $10. You can pick them up when you get there, um, or you can uh, PayPal me at overblown at mail.com, cash at me at SSKPMiller, or send me Facebook pay through Keith P. Miller. Um, like I said, we've now got six matches announced uh, and a segment involving J.B. Stewart and Alexander Smith. There might be some more surprises. Just come on down and see. Um, we're going to have snow cones, which is a first for WFW, but we're going to have a snow cone machine, and we're going to be selling snow cones because uh, you know, it's the middle of the summer, and, and it's going to be hot. So so come down and eat some snow cones, and uh, the event's going to be broadcast on IWTV eventually because we – we have a contract with them, so we will be providing the footage to uh, IWTV, so you can come and be on a uh, be on the most watched streaming network in independent wrestling. Um, and let's see what else we've got. So I might as well run down the match real fast, just to remind everybody. Uh, the main event: Jordan Die and Eric Dillinger for the WFW Heavyweight Championship. We've got BA Bundy and Mitchell Taylor for the Heritage Title. Uh, Phoenix Kid and Ava Lee going at it in an intergender match. The Bitcoin boys making their debut against um, the runway. And uh, what's the last match? Drawn up. Oh, yeah, the brand new one. Gold taking on Riley Rose uh, in battle with two of the top young talents in wrestling today. So top to bottom, I think we've got something on this event for every – oh, Arthur MacArthur. I guess we have seven matches announced, and I didn't even talk about Arthur MacArthur. Arthur MacArthur oh. is possibly the hottest talent in the Midwest right now, and I completely forgot to talk about him. Arthur MacArthur was originally scheduled to take on Matt Brannigan. Matt Brannigan cannot be at the event, so uh, instead his tag team partner and running buddy Aaron Atlas has stepped up, and Arthur MacArthur is wrestling Aaron Atlas. I should have wrote that down. Um, so, yeah, Arthur MacArthur and Aaron Atlas, that's going to be – uh, clash of styles. It's going to be exciting. And like I said, Arthur MacArthur is one of the top talents in independent wrestling right now. That guy is red hot. So, so yeah, last minute, definitely come out 
to see Arthur MacArthur. He will entertain the pants off you. So, strongest man in all the land. We had Arthur MacArthur on this very program just days ago, and it was very firmly established on that show that he also hates J.B. Stewart. He does hate J.B. Stewart, yeah. I don't know if he's going to come out for that welcoming, but another person to keep your eye on when J.B. Stewart is brought to the ring to be welcomed back by Alexander Smith. Yeah, I didn't even think about that, but that is a definite, um, yeah, if Arthur MacArthur could take the opportunity to sneak one in on J.B. Stewart, I'm sure he will. So, yeah, they do not like each other. He's already um, punched him in the face or something like that. He kicked him. I'm not sure. They've already had a physical altercation at a different promotion. So, uh, so yeah, this is uh, it's interesting. It's very interesting. I can't believe I, I uh, spaced out that Arthur and Aaron were going at it because that's honestly one of the top matches on the on the event. So they're all top matches, to be completely honest. But Arthur MacArthur is very very exciting, and and um, he's been he's been making a huge impact in the area. So it'd be cool to see him and Aaron Atlas go at it. Absolutely, that should be a great great match. I think uh, Atlas also a very very underrated maybe underappreciated talent in your area. So that should be a great match. I'm a little more scared for J.B. Stewart because (laughs) whenever I have to lead an interview with why do you hate J.B. Stewart so much, I know the kid's in trouble. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to have J.B. referee that match, actually. Put him on in there with Aaron Atlas and Arthur MacArthur and see how that goes. (laughs) So... I, I think oh, yeah, he'd be we'll just fine because I, I doubt anyone wants to get suspended by J.T. Brand. Right. Right. But, you know, just the tension. Sometimes in wrestling, it's all about the tension. You know, you get him in there and you just watch it boil <laughs> and just see what happens. So, so yeah, they've also gone back and forth online quite a bit, Arthur and uh, J.B. have. Um, yes, they have. It's, it's, it's fascinating how Facebook has just opened things up and you can see, you get information on what's going on without even being at an event. You can see the personalities and you can see people taking jabs at each other and and uh, it's it's pretty cool, honestly. So. Well, Keith, is there anything else that you want to mention to the listeners today? Uh, any type of social medias or merchandise, anything like that, that they can uh, support the promotion with? Well, World Finest Wrestling is on on Facebook. Um, we actually just restarted the Facebook page. Uh, it's We're at under 300 likes right now. Um, when we shut the other one down, we had over 3,000 likes. So it's going to be a long climb, but I'd like to get back to uh, – back to the popularity that it was because that's, that's going to be your best bet. Either add me on Facebook. I'll accept, um, I'll accept fans or anyone at this point. Um, I've opened myself back up, uh, to public, to public, uh, consumption. I don't know. (laughs) So, so yeah. Um, just Keith P. Miller on Facebook. If you want to keep up, uh, there's personal things on my Facebook as well, but if you want to keep up with WFW, I post everything on there. Um, the Facebook fan page, uh, World's Finest Wrestling. We've also got a group that's connected to the fan page. Um, 
But, yeah, right now, like I said, we're just getting started opening back up. So right now we've pretty much just got Facebook, but hopefully eventually I'll open the, the Instagram and the Twitter back up as well. Um, yeah, aside from that, I really, really appreciate uh, the first night that I opened up the uh, – announced the card and opened it up to the public. I had 12 people contact me wanting tickets. Um, a lot of those people said they're picking tickets up at the door. Um, but still that's, that's amazing to me. That, that felt incredible to have 12 people like within a half an hour, um, say that they were planning on coming, um, or actually buy tickets. I know that, that people have missed world's finest wrestling. I know we're running about 45 minutes away from where we used to run, but I almost honestly feel like that almost opens us up to more fans because we used to have fans who traveled from Indianapolis and who traveled from parts of Ohio and parts of Illinois uh, to come to our events, as well as the local Connorsville fans. Um, so now we're kind of centrally located. You can just come to the Upstart Pro Garage in Greenfield and and uh, check us out Um I'm not 100% sure if that's going to be our permanent location because, like I said, the capacity is 55 people. Once things start opening up more, we might outgrow that venue just to not use, you know, because um, at one point we were drawing over 100 people. So, uh, but for now, I think it's a good start. I think it's a good place for us to, to reacquaint ourselves with the fans. And, um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm really excited about next Sunday. We've got a week to go. and. Uh, I'm going to be shooting a bunch of information out this week uh, as far as match write-ups and, and things of that nature. And uh, we're getting some more promos out there to get people excited. And, yeah, just follow follow me on Facebook um, to keep up on things. I most assuredly will be keeping abreast of the situation. I will be watching from afar. Um, I happen to be in North Carolina the week you're running, but hopefully at some point in the very near future, I will be your way when you're running, and I will let you know that for sure. And I am Absolutely. very excited to find out what happens on the 6th of June there. It sounds like you've got a great card, lots of intrigue going into it. Fans are abuzz with the anticipation of world's finest wrestling returning. you got the upstart pro people on board with you so it sounds like the relaunch is going to go very very well i hope you have a full capacity house there as many seats as you can put out have a fan sitting in them and i wish you nothing but success and i will definitely be keeping tabs on that and if anyone touches jd branham i'm coming out there i thank you thank i appreciate it I appreciate it, and uh, now I almost hope someone does touch him, so you have a reason to come out even sooner. But uh, but yeah, no, JT will be safe. I promise. We'll we'll keep an I eye on him. I hope so. We'll keep an all eye right. on him. So all right. Well, uh, give my very best to all the boys when you see him there in a little over a week. And thank you one more time for being on today. We appreciate you coming on and talking about the relaunch with us and I'm sure we'll have you back on here soon. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right. Fans, June the 6th in Greenfield, Indiana at the Upstart Garage. 
World's Finest Wrestling returning. Lots of great competitors on that show. A lot of them are people on the way up that you should definitely get on the bandwagon early to support. Lots of great talent that you're going to see there that you don't see in all of the promotions just yet, but I think they're about to blow up, so definitely keep an eye on them. We'll probably uh, run down what happens in a couple of weeks here and let you know what went down in case you miss it, but definitely if you're anywhere near Greenfield, Indiana, go buy yourself a ticket and watch the show. It's going to be a great time. Support them as they make their way back to a full-time status. And we will be back with you tomorrow afternoon. Tomorrow we have Shane Husky, the ding, ding, ding kid, former timekeeper at Blue Collar Wrestling, one of my arch nemesis at one point in time. So be on hand to hear what he has to say about the wrestling business and also, you can find me later today at Port Orchard, Washington, at the Port Orchard Mall. I will be back for Northwest Pro as they do the second ever mall show. Second show in two days as Northwest Pro has returned back home to Washington. So find me there. Come say hello. And we will talk to you soon.